1: Welcome to Talking Giants presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Penick. we got ourselves a mailbag podcast coming off of a Giants victory versus the Commanders and heading into a game, the Joe Judge, the returner Joe Judge game this weekend. Justin, how are you?
0: Bobby Skinner, hello. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody listening to this. Gobble, gobble. We have a Thanksgiving uh, episode. We will be having a Thanksgiving episode, but people won't be hearing it till Friday. So I'm 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 having a every day is Thanksgiving. A, every day is every day is a day to, to to give thanks. Some say so. Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm excited to see you. I'm excited to see you. Usually the the free tailgate, the game that we designate as a as a free tailgate is is always the game that we always see a bunch of people. and We have you know very loyal people like Mr. Brownstone. Like it's like the one time of year that we really get to see everybody and people travel from long and far. Um, So I always look forward to the games that we designate as like, hey, here's the big meetup game, and that certainly is this Sunday against the Pats, and it's the Joe Judge revenge game. So I'm excited to see you, excited to see everybody. Um, Excited to see Joe Judge. I'm kind of like excited about everything except to watch a game where we possibly could win, even though I don't think we will.
1: (laughs) I'm excited to see Patreon members, which Ah. there's only one we're going to talk about today, and that's just Jay Cho. Cho Jay. J Cho. J Cho. Justin, who is J Cho? Cho Jay.
0: The run of pizza people ends. I don't think J is Italian.
1: Actually, I think he is.
0: Oh. Cancelled. Patreon.com slash talk of giants. $2 a month, plus some other cheers to get to hang out with us live while we record the shows. Bobby Skinner will send you some stickers in the mail. Plus there's some uh there's some shirt raffles going on twice a month. Oh, also shop.johnwaymedia.com where uh, there's Black Friday sales going on for some shirts that we have on our store. Patreon.com slash Talk of Giants. Thanks for our patrons.
1: Before we get into the mailbag, Justin, this wasn't on on the mailbag. Uh, Uh, Duggan reported that Andrew Thomas is playing with an MCL sprain. I was right. And by my intensive research of Googling, can you make an MCL sprain worse and have long-term damage? The answer is yes. And it's crazy because he's still really good. You can see the difference in the run game more so because you're having to push off. Um, but the Giants are playing Andrew Thomas to an MCL sprain right now.
0: And they should not. And we, we've kind of had this argument a little bit back and forth the last couple of weeks. And I even, Bobby, the first play on Sunday... We know Andrew Thomas can naturally walk with a little bit of a limp, even when his ankle and knees and hedge and shoulders, knees and toes, even though he's fully healthy. Like, we just know that Andrew Thomas kind of just walks sometimes like he's got a shit in his pants. Hey, big guys do. But first play of the game against Washington, I tweet out, I think Andrew Thomas is hurt, and this is not based on his play. Just me watching him. And lo and behold, I, I was right, and... And again, this goes back to the conversation that we've had of this Giants coaching staff does not deserve the benefit of the doubt with how they've dealt with injuries this year. I do not think Andrew Thomas should be playing.
1: Yeah, it's it's hard to say because. It,
0: I'm I mean, not in it, the building. I, I know I'm not in the building. I know I'm not a doctor. He's but, playing well, but if, he's, he's, if I know what he's Duggan reported
1: well. is he has an MCL sprain. He shouldn't be playing. Like that's the injury that Kayvon missed the beginning of his uh season with last year. Like, Didn't Neil in- have
0: it last year too when he missed a couple weeks? Yeah,
1: l- lots of guys get MCL Springs and it's like, all right, you're out, you're out a few weeks. And Thomas is just playing through it. Um, which, you know, more you know, the whole, oh, is he soft when people are talking about the hamstring a couple a few weeks ago? Hell that no. goes that goes out the window. Um but yeah, they are. They are playing Thomas through an MCL sprain, and I'm, I'm kind of dumbfounded by that. Like it's it's hard, for, like knowing what an MCL sprain is. It's like hard to even believe that, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I don't think he should be playing. And you could say, well, they def- and you you had this argument too. Well, you're going to get your quarterback killed if Andrew Thomas isn't out there. Well, yeah, he's if, he's a good player. I,
1: we didn't have the injury, <laughs> the reported injury of what it is. Um, and I'm I'm just never gonna be in the 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 business of guessing injuries. Right. Um but if 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 that if you know and I'm I'm sure Thomas probably told Duggan that it's an MCL sprain. Um and he kind of
0: came know. out of nowhere where it happened last week. It didn't even happen against Washington. It it happened against uh who did we play two weeks ago? The Cowboys.
1: Yeah, but yeah, it happened in the Cowboys game. I mean he left and came back. All right, take it away, Steve.
0: Melta! Melta! Mail
1: the mail's here! Come on! Bye, guys.
0: Here's the mail, it never fails. It makes me wanna wag my tail. When it comes, I wanna whale. Well.
1: Thanks, Steve, from Blues Clues. Justin, let's get into the mail.
0: First question is coming from Nooner at one giant Nooner. I know you felt that this is Tyrod's team when he gets back, but if Tommy DeVito has another good game, do you think the coaching staff will stick with him over Tyrod Taylor?
1: I do want to talk about DeVito's performance uh after watching like the film of it and being able to soak it in a little more. Uh here's the issues. I just don't see him being able to have a good game versus the Patriots defense, even though they aren't ranked very high. I just it's it's going to be a different animal, but if he did go out there and play really well versus the Patriots, yes. But I don't I don't know if that's going to happen. And, and I want to talk about the good and bad of his play. But starting with the and Tyrod Taylor should be the starter. I, I really do yeah, you, believe that.
0: Yeah, you just said yes. So so wh- wh- where are you? Lying? Actually, yes, like- yes.
1: The answer: if he can go out there against the Patriots defense and play well, not like have like like a decent box score, play well, then yes. But. I don't from know what we've that. seen from him, nothing,
0: nothing, I don't, I don't see that happening. Right. Right. All right. So, so tell, so tell me about Tommy DeVito's game against Washington that now that you broke, now that you had a chance to digest it a little bit.
1: Well, he'd made some good throws. Right. And he made some aggressive decisions too. Right. Like, you know, it wasn't just like, up. Oh, he took some, uh, you know, he definitely had some wide open plays that helped him, right? The Darius Slayton touchdown, wide open. Daniel Bellinger up uh, up the field, wide open. Um, and the next question is about how this coaching staff called this game and and will it continue, and we'll talk about that. But, like, that third and 13 before the Saquon touchdown, which, again, was, a like, not the, a crazy read or anything, but still a really good throw, like – he hung in there. He hitched and moved. Uh, you know the the nickel corner and fired a ball in there with great anticipation. that Darius Slayton, right? And even in completion to Sterling Shepard. Like they're running sale. It's not they're playing man coverage, and he just fires. And instead of checking it down, he fires it in there, right? So there is some aggression to his game. You know, the beginning of the game scrambling and throwing the ball to Saquon. There's some good stuff that he does on film. Granted, again, it's against the Commanders, and we'll talk about that. But here's why i won it i just don't see him as having an nfl starting arm right like backup arm talent sure but like the ball placement is very erratic 40 45 plus yards down the field and it's led to interceptions um there's been very bad timing on any type of quick game, right? And I get they, they got aggressive, but you have to run a quick game in the NFL. And the timing yeah, got is him. very bad on it. And it leads to sacks and misthrows. throws. And he and again, he has inaccuracies in the quick game too. The take the sacks are really bad. He bails on pockets that he shouldn't. Um when there's no need, like and and stuff like just like the screen play, like just not throwing the screen and taking a sack. So that is all stuff that can be grown out of and to becoming a good backup eventually but better than tyrod taylor right now no i think the locker room would be very clear that tyrod taylor is better unless he goes out there and plays well versus the patriots because if, if he can go out there and play well versus the Patriots, on how bad this giant's offense has been with daniel jones with tyrod taylor and with tommy devito and he plays against like a good defensive mind and bill belichick And that defense does have talent. Their offense has really screwed them. They're in a similar situation to where the Giants Where Do we view the Giants' defense as bad? No. But they're 29th in scoring. The Patriots are 28th in scoring. Uh, Then, yeah. But I I don't see that happening.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. It it just kind of comes down to, look at how much money Tyrod Taylor is getting to be a backup. And, you know, Tommy DeVito is was not on really not on the roster to start the year. You know, Tyrod Taylor is your backup quarterback that you're paying a lot of money and like that's like that's Tyrod Taylor's role on this team. Um so that's really what it comes down to for me. But yeah, DeVito did good things. I mean, the, the, this was the most explosive game that the Giants had on offense this year and it was the most explosive game that they've had since 2019. <laughs> which is which is a crazy sentence to say, you know the the Andrew Thomas Bowl where they had nine uh, plays of twenty plus yards, they had eight tw- plays of twenty plus yards um, in four quarters, uh, and that was Tommy DeVito. A lot of it was Tommy DeVito throwing the ball, so um, you know this is credit to him. He had a perfect passer rating on third down So many third and ten, third and eleven conversions. A lot of it has to do with there not being really any semblance of a running game through the first three, maybe two and a half quarters of of the game. But also. Some of it has to do with taking sacks and also some of it has to do with Tommy DeVito just can't work the quick game like like Bobby was saying where you know, you're know you putting yourself behind the sticks a little bit as a quarterback and he kind of has that little bit of a gunslinger mentality and that's why he was so successful on third and long because that's the type of offense that you're calling on a third and long. So I, I still very much view this as Tyrod Taylor's team and I think the reasons are very, very simple. I mean the Tommy DeVito has been here for a couple games, was not even expected to start An NFL game this year, um, let alone see any action, and Tyrod Taylor has been a pro's pro for a very, very long time.
1: I mean, Tyrod Taylor is a better quarterback flat out than Tommy DeVito.
0: And that's not a slight to DeVito. I mean, you know, DeVito deserves a lot of props for what he's doing and the fact that he hasn't been a straight-up disaster. And, you know, even the box score stats look good, uh, you know, with the t- touchdown passes, or he has more touchdown passes than Kenny Pickett, and Daniel Jones, all that kind of stuff. So,
1: Yeah, and this um, conversation is kind of a tough one because the if is a lot bigger if than, than it sounds like, right? Because you're like, oh, if he plays good in this one single game coming off of a game where he played uh, well in a lots of parts of it, right? Like, it just sound, it sounds like, oh, that's possible, but in, in reality, I just don't see that happening, right? Um, right. But if it, but because it is, be, but because it is a big if, if that if does hit, like I, I think it should be entertained. Uh, I just don't think that if is going to hit on this one.
0: Yeah, I, I, I would, I would agree. It's crazy how the, the pendulum is going to swing one of two ways, right? Tommy DeVito comes out, plays well against the Patriots, and I think if. If Tommy DeVito comes out and plays well against the Patriots, that means that the Giants win the game. I, I, I kind of think that that's what that means. And the Giants with a win, and this is from Seth Walder, ESPN Analytics, uh, chances to earn a top two pick in the draft depending on a Week 12 result. The Giants with the win, their chances of a top two pick goes down to 11%. The Giants with a the loss, their chances goes up to 47%. So it's very crazy how like we're either gonna go on we're gonna come on this post game pod, Bobby, and be gonna be like, damn, you know, DeVito struggled. We're gonna see Tyrod Taylor and we'll see what the offense looks like. But hey, 47% chance, baby.
1: <laughs> oh, this is we didn't want we don't have any tank questions on the mailbags. So we could do this here. I, I did a, a live stream for Bleacher report the other day, and it was it was talking about this topic and looking at all the other team schedules. If they win this game, they are not getting a top two pick it's no. just it's just not happening. They are not getting a top 2 pick if they win this game. This is this is the decider or not, right? And even if they lose, it's not impossible, but this is the decider because the Patriots are probably not going to win uh more than one game the rest of the year. Um the Cardinals can win some, the Bears can win some. Uh but if you if you beat the Patriots, you're not getting a top 2 pick. It's just it's just not happening because the Panthers with the the Bears through the Panthers pick, have essentially locked up number one. Yep. All right. Next question.
0: Next question is coming from Wes Locke at Westy West goes hope is hope to see on Sunday. Wes, do you? Wes expect was in a, my
1: hometown this week.
0: Oh, weekend? wow. Wow, look at that. Do you expect the coaching staff to stay aggressive or will they revert to a more conservative versus better defenses?
1: This is what I am watching for this week. Like. Beyond the result. This was the most aggressive this offensive coaching staff has been since week one, since the first three weeks of last season, right? When they yeah. were trying to run what those guys had run in the past. Like they were running long, longer developing concepts that they use in Buffalo and Kansas City. They were running the league stuff where like you're you're kind of tricking the defense, you know, into into leaving a guy wide open, right? And had some boomer, you know, boomer bust plays out of play action. The old, but the O line held up pretty well in this game, despite the fact that they had nine sacks. It was mostly quarterback driven, and Saquon. By the way, we talked about Devito having a good game. That was probably Saquon's, and he Saquon one of Saquon's better receiving games. His worst pass blocking game since the Steelers Week One of 2020. Wow, really? Yeah, like not just a sack. Like he stopped plays from happening. It was very like it was very out of the ordinary is for Saquon because he's really become grown as a blocker, um, but yeah, they were they were running what they like were kind of brought in th- thinking that they could run longer, like much longer, developing stuff, um, you know, concepts that like when they came over, like okay, this is what they like to run, this is what they like to run, and they've adjusted to their personnel. But again, the Commanders were selling out against the run, and already a very undisciplined team. The Patriots are not going to be that. But you would have to think, even though they won't be as aggressive, that they have to see some of their success and DeVito being more comfortable with that stuff and being like, you know what? Let's let's get back to some of the stuff that we wanted to live by, right? And get let's let's get back to being more aggressive. We don't have DJ or Tyrod Taylor at quarterback. Like when we get a new quarterback in here, we're gonna want to do this stuff. Let's 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 start getting back to this as an offense.
0: And asking a quarterback to do it, right? Which they kind of asked Daniel Jones to do it, and he and he wasn't doing it. Um, now the the difference is is that you're facing a, a better defense. Uh, Washington was tied for last, you know, or, or tied for the most explosive plays given up on the defensive side of the ball. Explosive pass plays given up at 43. Um, the Patriots have given up 30 pass plays of 20 plus yards, the Commanders 43 and the Patriots ranked 19th. So, they're around they're around middle of the pack. It's not like it's it's an extreme dichotomy of like you're playing the Jets defense, let's say, where they really don't allow big explosive pass plays at all. But it, the difference of defense does matter and if they're not, If there's going to be safeties that are going to be constantly playing deep and not going to allow that deep stuff, then they're flat out not going to allow it versus dumb Jack Del Rio is going to leave an entire half, half of the field open on a third and two for Darius Slayton to run for a 40-yard touchdown.
1: Yeah, but again, DeVito's not good at the quick game stuff, right? So I feel like they're going to want to try and live on, off of some of that stuff, but you're not going to be able to protect as well as you did versus the commanders. I mean, the commanders are just such, like you said, such disarray on defense. But, yeah, I, I, that's that's what I'm watching for offensively is how yeah, I agree. they do. Um, we don't have any questions about the defensive changes. I put out a tweet because it was like, you know, sometimes it's like broadcast is hard to tell exactly you know you know how i chart the coverages and everything every week yeah. boy did wink martindale change it up right where week 7 they basically ran man co- they ran man coverage um 61% of the time which is a lot right this week they ran it uh 15% of the time right like they, they ran cover six 19% of the time. They didn't run that a single time in the first week, right? They you know they ran uh, a lot more true cover three than they have all year long. Like, they just didn't run man coverage. Like, he really, really changed it up this week. And honestly, I think it might not be just like, hey, we're going to self-scout for what the commanders do. Is that they were starting to get beaten, man. And honestly, when they played – Little bit of man coverage in this game, they got beat like the Deontay Banks yeah. touchdown to Jahan Dodson. But Wink really, really uh, threw a, like I, I've never seen him throw as much of a curveball as he did this week, uh, versus what we've seen him do in the past.
0: Even post Sands Xavier McKinney and Adore Jackson last year, where he changed a lot, this was more of an abrupt change.
1: Where last, what Wink lives out of cover one man coverage, right? And the second yeah. most coverage is quarters cover four. That's just the way it goes. When you play teams like the Miami Dolphins, he he has actually runs a little more cover four, um, but like he kind of will live out of that, and he's not throwing all these different types of zone coverages at you. Where last year, yeah, did they pl- live out of a little more zone? But it it was more just like, hey, we're we're living on a cover four, but we're still playing our man coverage. This was this was absolutely the biggest uh, curveball we've seen, and I think it might have nice. to do with Adore being possibly out. And again, the other guys just not doing so well in man, right? And uh, so, yeah, right on, I, I was I was charting it, and I was like, I was expecting to see more zone coverages, but was like, no, they just they just ran zone the essentially the entire game, and even the times when they did run man, like they did some three man rushes, right, where they had three guys protecting the middle of the field, so that's even like a, a kind of a version of zone first man, so with man, so uh, I, I wanted to put that in there after watching the film, like Wink really. Really, the biggest curveball he's thrown as as the Giants' defensive coordinator,
0: and I like that. I like when Wink Martindale continues to throw curveballs and changes things up. Kind of like that. Uh, goblins are real. Goblins are real. One. This is going to be my first NFL game. Everyone, tell me things I should do while I'm there. Well, first of all, you should come to our free tailgate this Sunday, L sixteen, on the curb. Bobby Skinner will be there. The van will be there. Madden will be there. Not John Madden. He's dead. But Madden, the video game will be there. And uh we're gonna have a great time. I believe. John Madden Ken died? John Madden is dead.
1: Yeah. Um, Did you see any of the ch- the <laughs> the Chirducken stuff over the weekend? The who? Traducken. Who's that? My oh, god, dude. John Madden. He would put a chicken inside of a duck inside of a turkey. Oh, fantastic. Okay. You didn't know that? I thought they just say they I thought
0: they'd just say turkey.
1: Son of a bitch!
0: Son of a bitch! Um, Before my time, it was though because that Here's old. the thing. Here's the thing. Growing up, growing up, I I was a Giants fan. Growing up, we played on Sunday Night Football a lot, but they didn't they didn't play on Thanksgiving. Growing up, ooh, is that true? But you did so you didn't watch football on Thanksgiving. But I so when the game was over, the game was over. I would turn it off. I'm like, all right, that's it. As a child growing up,
1: and they would pull. Uh, you, I feel like you got to know that one.
0: I right. feel like maybe I should know that, and I feel bad.
1: Rest in peace, John Madden. Allegiance. Rest in
0: peace, John Madden. Uh, come hang out with us. L sixteen on the curb. I believe Candlewick Diner is going to be catering. So I mean, this is hey, this is you're going to be your first NFL game. Everything, everyone, tell me things I should do while I'm there. Um, either before the game or after the game, you go to the Candlewick Diner. Um, tell them that Talking Giants, Justin, Justin sent you. Find Manny. Um, and yeah, that's uh, that's that. Because we're going to have a fun time. We're going to have a fun atmosphere. And there's going to be a ton of other Giants fans there that you can hang out with. And uh, like my favorite part about the tailgates is like perfect strangers will just talk with each other and they'll just talk Giants. They'll talk whatever, talk life. And you find new friends. Um, And that's how that's the Michael. What's the Michael Scarn dance? That's how you do the. I don't know. Um, meet, Meet new friends. That's how you do the Scarn. Speaking
1: of events, I got so giddy today. Did you see the softball games back? LPG with Dexter Lawrence. Yes, are we are we going? I mean, I would assume as long as like there's nothing that pops up that like one of us can't go. But yeah, we are gonna I'm so I was I was going to pay out of pocket in 2020 to go up for it and then COVID ruined it. That is I'm so excited for I know that's in May, that's literally after the draft, but I saw that and I was and I was one, I was just very happy for LPG, our friend, because he loves doing that, and again, it took a five-year hiatus essentially. Um, so I know he had to be amped to to get that back going. Um, so uh, we're first first promotion of it now. Go to the LPG charity softball game, Dexter, Dexter Lawrence
0: softball game. I expect to be doing something very big and very important for that. I'm just putting it out there right now. Yeah, we'll see. Like,
1: we'll see what happens. Um, like calling
0: I'm- it, streaming it on YouTube. Like I I expect. To I I want us to be doing something big and bold. Yeah, those conversations
1: can happen off camera. Not put pressure on people.
0: Oh no, I want to. I'm putting pressure on Joe.
1: All I right, right now. Next question.
0: Uh, next question is coming from Nick at Nick Past Tense. Will my dad ever love me?
1: No. Next question.
0: Uh, Michael at A P Skurbo, The pizza people like myself will come and get you if you don't read an ad.
1: Well, we don't want that. Did you see Tommy DeVito's agent?
0: Yeah, somehow even more Italian than he is. <laughs>
1: Today's episode is sponsored by Shady Ray. N- name a, a famous actor who uh, uh, played a lot of Italians in movies, Justin. Ray Liotta. There you go. I was, you know what? Some, well, just when you thought, yeah. We lost you. You'll you pull us back in.
0: Uh, pull, pull you right back in. Hey, just when I thought that I. Would...
1: Uh, by the way, I uh, I wear weird socks for every wedding. I had sure. uh, Tony Montana socks on for this one. Today's episode is sponsored by Shady Rays. Tis the season of giving. Get the perfect gift for a special someone, yourself, or both. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades and quick swap snow goggles that won't break the bank. I'm excited to hear the weather report for this game, too, by the way. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers an unrivaled product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and world-class optics for all outdoor adventures. And if you're into winter sports, their quick-swap snow snow lenses move effortlessly between full sun to low-light environments. That's not all. That's not all. Now the baby's playing in basketball. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, even if you're an A1 from day one, they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Like there, There's going to be the opposite of this mailbag. back. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. Shady Rays is currently there uh, in their biggest sale of the year for Black Friday. Don't miss out on the best deals for shade, snow goggles, and prescriptions and sunglasses or, and prescription sunglasses. Go to ShadyRays.com and try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over two hundred fifty thousand people, which I'm sure many of them have the name Ray. You'll be glad you did, Justin. Next question.
0: Oh, you'll be glad you did. The next question is coming from Alec A at NYG, all text 626. What have you noticed from Kayvon's biggest increase in his game from last year to this year?
1: I I think he is taking advantage of bad tackle play a little more. And something I've noticed, especially in this commander's game, he's rushing tighter, right? Like he's not trying to go wide around or just trying to go outside in. He's rushing tight. And that is when he does win, giving him a much better path to the quarterback where he's not going behind the quarterback. Uh, And he's using his hands better and stringing moves together within it, right? It's not just one hand move and go, right? Or going outside and rip and go. Like he's stringing hand moves together and having confidence to play some head games with offensive tackles. Um, But I, I still do think he really desperately needs to add a power element to this game that's just not there right now and like work with better leverage because better offensive tackles basically can just kind of wash them around the corner. But yeah, he's, he's taking advantage of every bad tackle play using his hands. And again, having a tighter arc to when he does win, turning that into sacks, which is the name of the game.
0: I do think he uses hands against Washington very well. And I think we saw a multitude of moves. There was back to back to back plays, Bobby in the fourth quarter, Right, I actually clipped it up and I and I and I put it all on Twitter. There was the first play where Sam Howell got rid of the ball very quick, but Kavon won the play against against Charles Leno. The second play was a Kavon Thibodeau sack, and then the third play was Kavon Thibodeau had another sack, but I think he lost it, and I think it wound up being credited to like Jahad Ward. And I feel like all three of those plays back to back to back, back to back to back all kind of like played off of each other. And Kayvon did like different things with his hands to set Charles Leno up for the next play where he added another element, added another element, added another element. Maybe added a swim one play, a rip another play, a uh, pure speed another play. So, um, I listen, um, Kayvon owns the commanders. Uh, you know, there's certain games where you could tell early that, okay, Kayvon's going to have a game here. You, you saw it early with the Jets that he was going to have a game there. Um, you know, obviously consistency is what you want to see. But also I want to give Kayvon credit too. Um, because I'm I'm a big uh, I'm big into looking at Kayvon Thibodeau's season when you remove the first three weeks of the
1: season. Yeah, I did something similar too. So,
0: and he's according to PFF, he's tied for ninth in pressures. The win rate isn't great. He only has one QB hit outside of the all the sacks that he has. But again, like he's he's producing negative plays. Yeah, if at he had a, five sacks or six
1: QB hits, would be good, right? Like the QB hits right. are just turning into sacks.
0: Right, which is hey, which is which is awesome, and it's actually producing those those negative plays. But Kayvon Thibodeau is top ten amongst edge rushers in total pressures since Week Four, and also something that's impressive too. This makes sense that your observation I think matches up with the with the stats, Bobby. Doug Analytics puts out every single week like time to pressure. Kayvon Thibodeau is up there like probably like top five in the National Football League amongst edge. Ru- I think it's just amongst all players in time, and overall time to pressure. So he's getting pressure on the quarterback on a much better consistent rate through week four to weeks eleven, and I think that overall observation that you had about his overall path to the quarterback and kind of taking a a smaller arch and having a more efficient path, I think that's matching up with the stats where his time to pressure is one of the best in the NFL.
1: Yeah, yeah, and like you said, I I went through like just looking at his last six games, um, and did that. Like I looked up his pressure percentage, which again, pressure percentage is sacks, hits, and pressures divided by pass rush snaps, right? And he's doing more sacks than the other things. If you look at the last six weeks, his is 11.2%, which, again, more sacks than most guys. He would be fourth after Micah Parsons, Miles Garrett, and Trey Hendrickson. Um, And again, they're obviously, like, and I I was talking about this the other day. I don't don't think it was on this podcast of, like, K-Bone's very young, It's growing, and is doing things that, like, other uh, young guys don't do. Like, I'm, I'm excited about the growth, and I'm excited that he can do this while still having so much room to grow, right? We're not talking about, oh, well, he's got room to grow. He can grow. Like, no, he's got, yeah, he can grow. He's got room to grow, and he's still producing um, uh, fairly consistent. Not, oh, not super consistently, but fairly consistently.
0: All right, I'm going to look since week seven. Since week seven, that was the Jets game and on, I believe. No, fuck, stop doing this, Justin. Seven, eight, nine... 10 11. Look, all right. Total pressures. He is where are you? Seven to 11. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Oh, he's down to 24th. Still pretty good, though. He'd be
1: 20th if you went from the last six games. Um, so I don't, I don't know what week that was, but second,
0: second in sacks from weeks having seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 10, 11. That's five games, seven sacks. That's kind of crazy.
1: Yeah. All right. Next question.
0: Next question is coming from Stream East commenter at pff underscore Gabe. How would we be viewing the Joe Judge era in retrospect if he had never went on that post game rant about reading an ad? Man, if that's what that if that's what that rant was about, that's Brett something.
1: You you Obviously, know how we Joe Judge listened to Talking Giants, right? And he would take little he would make little jokes about it. Yeah, that motherfucker if he was still the coach you know damn right he'd be saying you'll be glad you did every once in a while
0: you know what i think that's so true
1: i I really think he would have right because you know joe judge was a talking giants fan
0: people forget what context in what context do you think he would say it um you you know him you listen to a lot of joe judge press
1: like oh yeah so i was talking to jabril right there right and Hey, I understand you're, you know, I was talking with him. You're not playing the reps that you want to play, but if you go out and you give everything, you're going to be glad. You're going to be glad you did something like Mm. that, right? there. Oh,
0: that's, that's perfect. That's perfect. There's so much to be thankful for family, friends, food, Joe judge, and NFL football all week long. That's right. The DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping your Thanksgiving week full Of actions and new customers can bet just new who new customers can bet just five bucks on the NFL action to score $150 instantly in bonus bets. No matter your appetite, there's something for you. Money lines, parlays, props, live bets, and so much more. You name it, they've got it. Put all the money in the world on tradition this Thanksgiving, and that's the Lions, not the Cowboys. Um, Put all the money in the world on Lions. That's that's tradition, right? 100%. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook at now. Use code WORLD. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL Thanksgiving action to score 150 instantly. And bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code WORLD. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. New York call 877-8HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. Connecticut helps available for, for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See draftkings.com sportsbook for details. And state-specific and responsible and gambling resources. Eligibility deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.com. Draftkings terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms.
1: We glad you did. I'm remembering I'm actually getting excited for Joe Judge returning and remembering You're you're
0: laughing over there. You were you were giggling at something.
1: Well, I remember the Mr. Brownstone tweet where he posted Joe Judge at the thing and he put like a Budweiser in front of him. He's like, Gotta gonna have to punch the tape in around round holes for sixty minutes and leave it all on the <laughs> town for this field. Um which was That's like good. a great tweet. Uh, I good. actually just retweeted it because it was that funny. Yeah. Um gonna have to punch the tape in the round holes for 60 minutes and leave it all on the town for this deal um remember joe judge would have like a southern accent when he was talking to the fans I yeah yeah joe judge was a funny dude like when we look back i remember a lot of those memories fondly and it was funny like when we started pointing out some things after year one it was like no there's nothing bad ever um it was just like the, the, just the fan fest was... I right. We're going to put... <laughs> it, it was... I fucking love Joe Jackson.
0: Next question. Oh, the trash man at K Kbegley98. With the struggles the Giants have experienced this year, what are the biggest changes you'd want Dable to make going forward? Harder training camp, uh, slash practices, staff changings, evaluating personnel, etc.
1: I want to talk quietly about having harder practices and more preseason reps. Here's what I want to start getting loud about, dude. Get Thomas McGee off this team. Did you see that they went out for a field goal block with nine guys on the field?
0: Yeah, and it was like a different formation. That it's like, oh, this dude, is different. And he kooky. is we're not to a good do coach. Something. There
1: is no attention to the detail. There is no like rhyme or reason for shit. He there is no and and then he has the the goal to say, oh, we're getting ready to pop one. We're getting ready to have one. <laughs> Yeah, I bet you we are because we've been four years without one, right? Like when? when When's the last time a a Giants kick was returned to the twenty yard line, or even like over like midfield, or even like the forty or thirty? You know? Yeah, I can remember like a couple that got to like the fifty or forty five or whatever. When, When is the when is the last time? Like when? When? When is our special teams ever any type of advantage I'm so tired of him being the special teams coordinator, right? And. I, I went back a couple like a month ago, and I was like, I want to remember what exactly we said when Brian Dable kept Thomas McGahey, right? And that was like in the beginning when it's like anytime you criticize the new coach, people are gonna be pissed off. And I'm just like, why didn't you get your own special teams Courtney? Like what? what like th- th- like go go out and get your guy who you think it is, and then we find out the the, the interview process afterwards. Maybe like the biggest. The, like, the most egregious thing Brian Dable ever did was stop the interview process with McGahee mid-interview. And it's like, you want the job, man. Um, if, if that's true. I, I'm so tired of him being the special teams coordinator on this team. Get someone who is, like, like who is, like, living and dying with every breath and when something bad doesn't happen doesn't have some excuse or say it happens like he has a shit hat you are a special teams coordinator you cannot have a shit happens mindset at all ever blaming fucking the track leaving like it's unreal it's unreal i'm tired oh yeah bobby you didn't know that i'm tired of him being the special teams coordinator on the
0: giants they knocked down part of the meadowlands racetrack uh last year so that really has impacted uh the wind at, at MetLife and how how they're how they're able to plan for things on special teams. You didn't know that. Part animal, of the racetrack. Also, fired Bobby
1: Johnson. There's no evidence of any offensive lineman improving technique-wise. JMS had his worst game of the year versus freaking you know not he wasn't even facing Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. Um, uh, Justin Pugh has the best technique outside of Andrew Thomas. Uh, Tyree Phillips' technique got much better after leaving for uh seven weeks I, now i'm I, I'm done tiptoeing around like well we don't know for sure with offensive line coaches I want him gone too
0: yeah um the summer of sports science was something that I like praised about oh god i I really never want to go back to any of those sports practice reports and being like summer sports science is the biggest advantage of camp so far um, I, I know I know that's that's not necessarily me talking about like training camp and like the 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 level of intensity of practices but man how how they dissect that data and how, how they just view injuries and how they deal with them for for an organization that and for a regime that seems to be so data driven how s backwards Everything just has been th- this year compared... Not even compared to last year, um, but just just so ass backwards. And out, every single move that they have made has been so wrong. Running Graham Gano out for an additional week, saying that he's fine. And then four days later... He goes on IR and in, in, in season-ending surgery when you already knew that he needed season-ending surgery. You continue to trot out Andrew Thomas even though he has suffered multiple injuries, playing Andrew Thomas for three additional quarters in a blowout game. I mean, Daniel Jones on the whole neck thing and, and the doctor's appointment, that was on Sunday instead of the Friday like it was the week before. So many things have just been mismanaged. Oh, the light went off. So many things have just been – That ain't a Motel been... 6 you got over there. So many things have just been mismanaged by this staff and by this medical staff, by the coaching staff. Whoever's fault it is, it has had an impact on how this season has gone. And it's so crazy how like special, how like special teams and this whole talking point of injuries—they're so interconnected. Because Andrew Thomas got hurt on a blocked field goal, so it's like Thomas Baghehi not having his shit together led Andrew Thomas getting hurt, and then Graham Gano missing field goals against the Jets, that resulted in an, in an actual loss versus losing Andrew Thomas would probably resulted in, like, the offense looking really, really bad instead of it maybe just being, like, average or just bad-ish. So all these things are interconnected. Um, and also, man, like, why did Brian Dable and Joe Shane seem to have much better chemistry and understanding of like roster moves with each other when they were signing guys off the streets and off of practice squads last year, then like bringing on Bar- Paris Campbell, like that's been terrible. Like I-, I know the offense has been terrible, but Paris Campbell has also been just flat out terrible. Um, You know, that, that's just one example that's coming to my head, but like why, why is there, they had such a strong connection last year between that pro personnel department signing these guys off the street. Versus this year, kind of like the moves that they actually made this offseason, it, it that connection seems to be not gone, but it just different.
1: Yeah, where well this year, like the bottom of the roster moves are, like, hey, we have four running backs for Deion Jackson and Deshaun Corbin.
0: Right. And- right. When you could be having an additional blocking tight end, like, e- like even little little things like that have such an impact on an offense. Like, we're, you're not using any of these running backs yet. We all know how important a blocking tight end is in this offense because the second that Daniel Bellinger goes down, everybody loses their mites. <laughs> Sterling Shepard being on the roster is another example.
1: He got the second most reps out of all the receivers this week.
0: Congratulations. He's Speaking he's still a good route runner too, which is crazy.
1: Yeah. Next question. Laquinta. Next question.
0: Next question. Did is you see from- Deshaun? W-
1: uh, Deshaun. So I just did it too. Sterling Shepard's pro comp for Jalen Hyatt?
0: What, where did Deshaun Watson come from? That was that? Sterling
1: Shepard's pro comp for uh Jalen Hyatt on, Wait, on, you, on Big Blue Banter.
0: You said Deshaun Watson? Yep, no, that, that's not that's not true. That's what he Deshaun, said. Deshaun Watson's a quarterback.
1: Glock Roach posted it.
0: Well, Glock, Glock Roach, no, it. I'm telling you, go go look for it. It went viral. Glock Roach has posted like troll things in the past, no, but
1: it it, it happened.
0: Sterling Shepard said that his pro comp for Jalen Hyatt, a wide receiver. He meant
1: Deshaun Jackson, but he said Deshaun oh. Watson.
0: Oh, okay, he also
1: couldn't funny. remember Mike Glennon and Jake Fromm's names, which people started making the CTA, <laughs> CTE jokes. Um, something I've always wanted to do is like, if because like we've had the opportunity to like do like those sponsored interviews, like La Quinta. I just want to like interview Sterling Shepard for 10 minutes and just keep asking him questions about La Quinta. The hotel, yeah, like well, whoever's uh, sponsoring him, like he was sponsored oh. by La Quinta, and uh, like just keep asking him about La Quinta. Like, anyways, so, what uh, so... what's like a big memory you have from being a, a La Quinta Sterling Shepherd?
0: Was that who the big blue, inter- big, blue big blue banter interview was like sponsored with La Quinta? The yeah, hotel? Pat Wenders too. Wow, you never have seen those? Like, it's like no.
1: radio hit stuff. All right, next question, La Quinta. Love LaQuinta. Free ad. Yeah, we gave them way more ads than those interviews did, so look at us, LaQuinta.
0: NYG SOS tracker at Glock. Speaking of the devil, Glock underscore Roach underscore, you mentioned Mara's hesitancy to move on from Jones. Do you think he'll go as far as preventing Shane from trading up in the draft?
1: We kind of caused a shitstorm on the preview pod last Friday and didn't talk about it because the Giants won a game. You really did cause a shitstorm. Yeah, and it was funny because it was the day where I – it was literally the day of my sister's wedding so i was like i wasn't able to pay attention to any of it um which is probably better uh appreciate people
0: that clipped it up by the way
1: yeah yeah that helped um so i i think they're oh this oh the mayor conversation always gets muddied and we really haven't had these conversations a lot since the end of 2021 like is it is it is mayor meddling and making decisions or is he letting his displeasure be known and they have, and they have let Shannon Doan know that like they're not okay with this season. Now they're not getting fired, but they are not okay. Um, and there's been reports on that too. We had these conversations a lot at the end of 2021. It's again not saying that Mayor like yo, oh, you are keeping Daniel Jones. It's just like people want to please their boss, right? So even if their boss says you, you know. You're running this, but you know what your boss wants. It's always tough, right? And Gettleman, that's what he was bad GM for a lot of reasons. But one of them was like he was always just trying to please Mayor, right? And that that's essentially how he got the job because he knew the buttons to push to get John Mayor to give him the job. And then you know throwing Shermer under the bus, um, and and there's other uh, examples of that too, uh, right? Is Shane like? Will Shane not do something that he believes because of that, right? And like, and another thing is, I do want to dispel too. is like Daniel Jones was signed because Joe Shane wanted to sign Daniel Jones too, right? That that like that's he's not he's not the quarterback. Uh, He wasn't signed because John Mayer wanted to be. It was because Joe Shane wanted him to be the quarterback.
0: Um, And Joe Shane does deserve like responsibility and. You know, it d- deserves for this situation. Like, it, we, we, I feel like we're acting as Giants fans, and I, uh, I, I sometimes want to push back on you when you say this. Like, you can get out of the Daniel Jones contract. Like, you can. Like, the Giants can have their cake and eat it too and get out of the Daniel Jones contract and draft a quarterback, but it's still going to suck. Having a $47 million cap hit next year on a quarterback that you do not want to play fucking sucks. And having what I think is, 22 million in, in in cap space that's going to be freed up, but 20 million in dead cap the next year if you cut him, that still really does suck. Like it won't be the end of the world for Giants. They can get out of the contract, but it still sucks to have any dead money hit that starts with the number two, which that is something that you know we thought that we would hopefully be leaving behind in the Dave Guttman era. Now. Luckily, it's with the quarterback, and it's not with any position player because <laughs> that, that. They also would always added
1: suck. they they restructured. We forget they restructured it in, in training camp, which made it worse too. Yeah. Um.
0: So Joe Shane does deserve flack for. Get, listen, yeah, I all, just think we no we one thought
1: that we, Daniel Jones would play his worst ball of his career this year, and that's, why, John Mara, that's why. I don't. Ha- I don't lose my mind on it, but. But, right, with, but with 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 the gift of hindsight, yeah, it was obviously a mistake, and it obviously uh, hurts. Like, I just no one, nobody envisioned to being in this right. spot at at this point.
0: Nobody. But, but John Mayer being the one who actually signs the checks, right? Because that's what owners do. It's it's his money. It's his team, and I know he's got a lot of it. And I'm not saying that John Mayer is broke because Daniel Jones isn't a worthy contract extension. But still, this is a result business, and Joe Shane just shelled out a lot of money through two, three years and now now, now the answer is, well, we're year, we're we're one year in and it's just hey John, it's just not gonna work. Sorry, man. Like there there, there should be displeasure that showed from John Mara about that. But I am still of the belief that you need to let the football people run the football operation.
1: Absolutely. Now, this is where Glock Roach, I'm glad he asked this question and not just will Marrow stop him from getting a quarterback? Because, like, if the Giants have a top two pick, I don't think there's any way they are not getting a quarterback. I don't think there's any possible way. But if they win this game and win one with Tyrod Taylor, then you're at like pick seven or six. I could definitely see Mara not, again, not explicitly saying you can't do this, but being extremely anti trading up and trading away a future first round pick and two or three second round picks and and assets. I can definitely see him being very, very against that, Um, which is where it gets. That's where it it gets a little dicey with the Giants. Right. And that's why that is why for the first time I am on the tank, because I don't want to have to trade up either. Right. Like I want to just have one of the top two picks, take a quarterback and that's it. Right. And get to keep our second round picks and keep our future first round picks. So, yeah. Um, that's why this game is the biggest game of the freaking year.
0: Yeah, I don't want to get to that. Uh, we'll, maybe I'll get. Uh, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. About do we think Mara's is gonna stop? I hope Mara wouldn't stop well, I, Shane. I, I kind of hate
1: doing the like. That's why we did what we did Friday because like we like that was that wasn't just like speculation. I I actually do hate doing the well. What do you like? I hate doing the guessing game with Mara because then you just you start doing conspiracy
0: theories. If anything, you've talked about this before. If anything, Joe Shane on the phone, or even Brian Dable on the phone operating a trade too. I think that's what happened with the Rams last year. He called McVay. This front office on the phones and making trades, that's something that I feel good about. Because I feel like the Giants have never been like, we're... I've been like, oh, I feel like we really gave up too much value, or I feel, oh, we traded back here, we traded back twice. Look at how much we got back in return. That that's one area where I feel like Joe Shane knows how to appropriate and assign value to certain things in trades. Uh, you know, obviously drafting the correct player in a spot is something that you know you could say is uh, leaves a lot to be desired uh, from from Joe Shane so far. So that's the issue: is that to getting the right player, not you know, Joe Shane operating the phones and understanding value. I think he does understand those things.
1: And that's why the tank is also on too. It's like, it's not just because you want to have one of the top two picks and not have to trade is like having the third or fourth pick is so much more valuable than having the sixth or seventh in a trade, because then those teams get the trade down and get the same player they wanted um, and and feel good about. They're not missing out on Marvin Harrison, junior Olu for while while also being able to say, Hey, we got future picks in this too. So, um, in fact, I, 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 what was the the Solomon Thomas Mitchell Trubisky trade? 49ers, Bears Trubisky trade because that was a a one pickup type of trade it's for four total. And if, so the Bears trade obviously pick number three this year's third and fourth, as well as the Bears. Wow, that's a pretty. Damn good deal for the Bears to move up one spot, despite the fact that it was for Mitch Trubisky. For Mitch Trubisky. And they could have just drafted Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun. No. Or Deshaun Jackson. As or, Desha- Deshaun,
0: or Deshaun Jackson. All right, next question. Mr. Brownstone, this is the last question. Uh, Danny, what's the weather going to be like for Sunday? Forecast calling for natural light in L17. That's actually L16, Mr. Brown. So natural light starting a little early. You boys ready to win?
1: Woo! it's going to be it's going to be a game. Make sure to come out. The Flint We got to we got to figure out actually it's just the return of Joe. The Flint? Judge, you know, the Flint Michigan, you know, the Flint Michigan uh Mega Bowl. Don't worry, we'll have water. Tough. Um. tough joke. So Come out, come out to the will we have water for all those people? Or is it kind of bring your own drinks? I guess we'll have water for them. We're not going to be providing alcohol. No,
0: we're not providing alcohol for the free tailgate. No. We will be providing everything else though. Yeah. Like you know, just regular drinks.
1: Um yeah, come on out, baby. It's gonna be a good time. Um we're gonna be up also, if you uh if you are in the area, I'm gonna go to Reds Saturday night. Uh, the big blue uk guys are like doing a little event there so if you oh. are in the area go out to reds nice um, I'm, I'm gonna at least stop by in for a little bit there so we'll, we'll, we'll hit a little bit more of that on the preview pod um i'm very excited for thanksgiving and all of that stuff we will see you then until then let's go big blue